Welcome to another episode of Sales with Aslan. I'm your host, Tom Stanfill, and here with my trusty guide and co-host, Tab Norris, and as we affectionately refer to him as Dr. Norris, the Chuck Norris of sales training. Thank you, Tom. Always a pleasure seeing your bright, cheery face. Bright, cheery face. <laughs> good to see you, my friend. Uh, good. We, 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 uh, you know, we kind of had, we were played. I don't know if you know this, but we, uh, we, we, we played an oldie and goodie last week, an oldie, but goodie kind of got, went back in the archives and pulled in a new episode and uh, went deep. One of our more popular episodes. Cause I know you and I were on vacation. We were, we took a week off. We'll just be honest. Yeah, straight we, up. We, we, we had to take a little vacation. We took it together. That's how much we love each other. We took it together. A little golf vacation with our close friend, Jackson Roper. Shout out to Jackson Roper. We love Jackson. Yeah, Happy birthday, took Happy good birthday care Jackson. Of us. Happy birthday, yes. Jackson. Yes. Um, so we we want to talk and kind of get back on back on track here, Tab. We want to talk about something that I'm seeing a lot in the mm. market as I've been working with sales organizations that I know you have. Yep. But I want to talk about what most people think is the dreaded price objection. Yeah. The, yeah. the old, the, 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 the customer that says, Hey, you, your price for this is, this is what I was told in a workshop recently. I was delivering in San Diego. Your price for this is 50,000. And the competitor's price for this is 14,000. <laughs> That's a little gap. <laughs> okay but here i want to talk about tab real quick before we dive into this yeah yeah defending price and defending the value of our solution or 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 responding to the price objection um so you could have several different topics to think about categorize this topic but that's all we're talking about is how do we defend the value of our solution i want everybody to listen to this podcast to think of this as a positive not a negative Ah, I'm that's, a, that's yeah, a disruptive I'm just, truth there. It's yeah, I want everybody because here's the why this is a positive. If if you're working for an organization, okay, listen to this. If you're working for an organization that offers the lowest price in your in the market, they don't need you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. You are a walking billboard. Yeah. yeah. And so you're just supposed to show up and go, hey, we're the cheapest. We're the cheapest. Yep. We're the cheapest. So if you're not working for the price, that's a good thing. And so your role is to demonstrate the value of your solution and why the decision makers should pay more. So that's a good thing. That's a challenge that you should be up for and excited about because that means that you're bringing value to the organization and to your customers. So yeah, that's um, tab. What are you seeing out there? Good. Same exact thing. Um, and it is, and it's, it, you know, it's one of those things where it, it, at first it feels like it's, it's how are we going to overcome this? How are we going to do this? This just seems too big of a gap. Right. But if you, it's, it's when we talk about flipping the, flipping our script, you know, yeah. just kind of thinking about it from a completely different perspective. You know, I, I, I it reminds me of when I first started in sales with Motorola, mm. we were 30% higher than all of our competition. Okay. It was the greatest first job. Yeah. Because it set it up in the beginning, exactly mm -hmm. what you just said. If I didn't know the, that why in the world they would spend 30% more, I didn't have a job. I would never sell anything. And it was right. great. And there was no option to come even close to, to dropping right. the price to fit, to fit. So it was awesome. 
So I think we're really in that spot now. There's just so many pressures and things going on in the marketplace right now that uh, I think prices just bubbled up. I think I'm seeing it a whole lot more than I was before. Well, and too, because customers have so much um, access to information about what's, what does things Mm. cost. And so there's so much, so much information on the internet. So they're probably like, look, you're not, you're not providing value to me and, 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 you know, sharing information about your product or what it costs, you know, so why do I need to talk to you versus there's no, there's no hiding. Yeah. Um, there's so, it, yeah. you know, it's funny you talk about uh, where you started. That's actually, I started in a, for an organization, my first sales job, I was selling mortgages. I was a loan officer. Talk about a tough value sell. And they'd say, <laughs> okay, so this is back when mortgages were 13%. And so somebody would come to me and say, okay, well, you're quoting 13%. And the other, the competitors quoting 12 and a half percent. So that's going to cost me $40,000 over the life of the loan or whatever it is. I just made that number up. So why should I pay $40,000 more to close the loan with you? (laughs) But you know, here's the thing. I learned to answer that question. Mm. I love what you talk about is flipping the script on this because really what we want to change, and this is kind of where it starts, is we want to change the mindset from overcoming an objection Mm. to helping the customer make the right decision. So if yeah. it's in the customer's best interest to go with a lender who's was, was a, you know, a cheap lender, um, they were offering cheap price where they could change the price for right before closing, or you could go to closing and you could have the moving mm. van pull up and, and then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, you know, that 12 and a half percent is now 13 and a quarter. Do you want to close or you want to start over? Yeah. yeah. And that happened all the time. And this, there was all these kinds of, there was all these reasons why, Customers should pay a little bit more for the mortgage. So anyway, I love, I love look forward well, to diving in. Well, good. Well, I've, I've heard you talk about this before okay. and I'm excited about you sharing uh, the, the wisdom that you have and uh, around this. And, and I've, I've heard you talk about, you know, what's required to pull this off mm-hmm. and like, and some steps. I, I believe there's, you know, some things that are required and then some steps that you, you really need to go through in order to be effective. So can you tell, tell us a little about what's required? Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to set it up, Tab. I do think, I think there's another way to say this. If, if there's a certain couple of things that have to happen before you respond to the price objection or you can't effectively. Right. Uh, and number one um, thing that needs required is you need to be able to, you need to go through discovery first. Ah, uh, yeah. So in just like we, we talked about in the setup, if our mindset is to help the customer figure out why they should pay more, you can't help them make that decision unless you've been through discovery. Otherwise, you're just like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you should just pay more. You should pay 50000 because it's better because I think it's better. Or, and then you do, and what happens is reps just start talking. They yeah. start saying, well, this is why some people you know, pay, you should pay more. And this is why it is. And the guy's like, well, that doesn't apply to me. Right. Uh, well, uh, well, it should apply to you. Uh, well, what about this? You know, and you just, it's, <laughs> you don't have two things. You don't have the relationship and you don't have information. If you don't go through stubborn, you don't have a relationship mm-hmm. and you don't have information relationship determines influence. And if you don't have a relationship with the customer, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to be receptive. So discovery is where the relationship starts. And you also need the information. You need to understand what's their, informal decision drivers, what really they care about, what they really value, what's the, what's at stake if they don't make if, if you know, if, when they're going to make the investment in your solution, um, how did, why do they need it? What's it for? It's all of those things we need to know in discovery. We need to uncover that in discovery before we ever 
can make our case as to why they pay more. Otherwise, it's just arrogant just to assume we know. You know, yeah, like and I had we have a lady, no leverage. We have, yeah, no, leverage. have no leverage. Like I had a lady come to my house recently because we were talking about renovating. And I'm like, I don't know if I, she, no discovery. I don't know if I should, we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast. But I don't know if I should pay that much for what you're offering. And she's like, here's why you should. And I'm like, you don't even know me. You what don't if I even know me. I said, what if I'm selling my house next month? Should I do that? Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I just know they told me right here to say that you should pay more. <laughs> Punch the button. Here you go. Yeah, you should pay more, but yeah, right. Here's my three bullet points. So we got to go through discovery first. That's good. And secondly, you need to understand the value of your solution, why customers should pay using the analogy we started off with, why they should pay $50,000 versus 14 and why they shouldn't. Right. Because there's times where they shouldn't invest more. Right. There's time. And so we should know that before we ever dive into discovery. I, I, um, <laughs> I was uh, one of the examples of that is early on in the Aslan days tab. I uh, was setting up a training in Philadelphia somewhere. It was like outside of Philadelphia. I don't know. Maybe it was near Princeton. I can't remember exactly where it was, but I had decided you know, I was going to lead this workshop and I was in charge of it and I had to set it up. And, and I talked to two places. I talked to a really cool quaint in little boutique hotel. Right. And then I talked to a conference facility. So two very, okay. one was yeah. super expensive. The conference facility was, let's just say in my mind, expensive. It was like $15,000. And the other place was like $2,000. All right. You know, it was like, so now I the asked, boutique, let me just ask a quick, the boutique place that have much cooler curtains and yeah, furniture. It was, cool. and it was like located like, in the little yeah, town. And, and, and it probably, yeah, it probably wasn't, it was probably something like 10,000 versus 2000. I don't know. Okay. Something like that. So you rent, the, rent the facilities. And, um, and I talked to the conference people and I said, what do you cost? What do you, what do you charge? And she said, 10,000. I said, well, that seems expensive. <laughs> I could stay at this boutique hotel for, 2500 and they got a conference room and it seems fine and she didn't really know what to say and yeah there you, you go know. yeah i was like okay so guess what <laughs> I, I i i chose a little boutique hotel the ac went out the <laughs> it it i had no it support so when the and then the the the, the, the projector went out i mean it, it we couldn't get food it, it was hot it yeah. was i would have paid Fifteen thousand. I would have paid much more. I said, <laughs> but she didn't have a clue as to why. All she did was say, "This is the cost," and she couldn't tell me why I should choose the boutique boutique hotel or why I should choose the conference center because she hadn't figured that out. Yeah, and I think this is really important because mm -hmm. I think it's it's we just changing our whole perspective as salespeople, getting all of us to change our perspective. It's other centered. Yeah. It's all about serving. It would it, it it should make you mad. Mm -hmm. It should make you mad that that salesperson didn't do their job and know um, really the value of their solution. Yeah, it hurt you. It hurt me, and I was sitting there. Why didn't you tell me? I mean, I called you your sales rep for a conference center, and I called you to talk to you about it. Yeah, and you didn't say. I just said that seems really expensive, and they're like, "Yeah, it's more." 
<laughs> I just, it's crazy. I know, but, yeah. but it really is. It's, we're not trying to be pushy. We're not just trying to shove something down somebody's throat. We're saying we need to know the value of our solution so that we can serve the customers that need yeah. to be served. And we That's need it. to know why, you know, I was working with a, a software company who was calling customers to up, up, you know, renew their software or upgrade to the next version. And they'd memorize their script. And, you know, they'd call people and the people would say, no, you know, mm. or, and, and, or they would struggle to sell it. And I finally said, why is it in this person's best interest to upgrade? And they gave me several reasons. I said, that's great. And said, now what's the impact of that? And they did a pretty good job of describing that. And I said, why isn't it in their best interest to upgrade? <laughs> they don't like that one. <laughs> they could, they're like, it was like, I was saying, you know, like, the, the the sun's not going to come up <laughs> there could never be a reason that could, we're no, not always it's all the, the sun place. always comes up i said i said and they said they literally couldn't answer the question yeah. i said so you don't have integrity and you don't have credibility if you can't tell people why they shouldn't pay more yeah and i said well what if they were selling their business should they upgrade their software yeah uh, uh well i i don't really I don't care about that because that yeah, doesn't give me any commission. I don't care about that. So the good news is, is when you know why people should pay more, you find people who need to pay more. And when you recognize why people shouldn't pay more, you don't waste your time trying to chase down opportunities that don't exist. There's yeah. a reason why that company developed a $14,000 solution. Yeah. Like, and in this case, there might be situations where people need the cheap solution. It doesn't really matter. They're doing it for some reason that they, it's short term, whatever. And there's a real good reason why people need a $50,000 solution. Yeah. We got to figure that out before we, can we effectively do to, you know, respond. That's really good. So let me, I'm going to kind of su summarize this, Tom, mm -hmm. from, you know, basically two requirements before you effectively can respond, right? Yeah. Number one, discovery first, which is really important. Then making sure that you understand the value of your solution. Remember, we used to always say, uh, I used to do this in training years ago. I don't do it anymore, but uh, I, I, I would say, hey, you guys ever heard this, this little poem or nursery rhyme or whatever it's called? Mary had a little, a little what did lamb. Mary have? And everybody says lamb. Mary didn't have a mm -hmm. snake. Mary didn't have a little lizard or anything like that. You didn't <laughs> even have to think about it. You just knew it was lamb. I always tell people that's the way you need to understand the value of your solution. It has to be exactly. that ingrained in who you are that you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Like it's just, it comes out of you. So and that's where right. you speak with confidence because you know, the confidence comes from knowledge. Yeah. I know that if you, you, if you go to that boutique here to hotel, here's what I know. If you have an IT problem, you will have nobody. There's going to be a guy that does janitorial stuff does the trash, does the laundry, and he's the guy that's going to do IT. That's what I know versus here. Now, if that if you don't need IT support or AC or food, you should go to the boutique hotel. <laughs> you guys are going to have a little chat I at a conference room. Boutique. boutique. I sound like from boutique. Atlanta. Boutique. I'm going boutique. It's like a bow hotel. box. A yeah, bow, bow box, box of chicken. Boutique. Uh, you know, and Tab, uh, I wanted to share too that uh, I got this uh, recent study that gong did which is an ai mm. tool which records you know records calls and kind of tracks um you know literally comes from tracking five hundred thousand calls okay and so you know it can track high performers and low performers and compare what the high performers are doing on calls and what the low performers are doing on calls the high performers they're three times more successful when they address the value of their solution and talk price 40 plus minutes into the call 
so till discovery the first. Then the people that answer the price question yeah. at the beginning of the call. Totally so good. there's not only just, it's not just a, a, a rational approach. It actually works. It's like, if you wait longer in the call, you develop a relationship, relationship determines influence, and you have the information that you need to respond because you know what's important to them. Yeah. And you okay. also just don't sound arrogant. Yeah. I love it. All right. So that's, those are requirements. Requirements. So, so give us the steps. Give us the first step. What's the first, first step? step is you need to determine why they're asking for a lower price. There's actually mm -hmm. four reasons. Wow. And there's a different strategy for each reason. So one of the reasons is they just think they're supposed to ask. <laughs> I was trained that way. I will always <laughs> ask until I die. Yeah. I mean, my <laughs> wife, so true. My wife always asks. I don't care where we are. Well, you guys offering a deal on that? <laughs> <laughs> she loves to negotiate. Uh, and and I, I remember I was in a situation, we had worked with a client. At, uh, gosh, this is 20 years ago, Tab. We worked with a client, did a major uh, initiative with them, and it was just super successful, and everybody loved it. And the licensing came up for renewal. The great contract comes up for renewal, and the purchasing person calls me. And she says, uh, and you could tell, you can, and this is the thing, when people are asking for a discount, but they don't really mean it. You can, if you pay attention, you can kind of hear it in their voice or their body language and their, and how they answer, ask the question. And she's like, so uh, we, we'd like to do a, you know, we'd like to renew our contract. We're considering renewing our contact, uh, but uh, we'd like a discount. <laughs> I go, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so, and so here's the strategy you want to, we talk about flip the script. We want to flip the script here and have them sell you on why they want a discount. Yeah. You know, because, you know, and be, and I like to be can kind of confused say, so explain it to me. So we, we delivered the solution that you asked us to deliver. You had tremendous results from that solution. Everybody loves it. You fully adopted it. And so why would you throw it out and start over and then ask for a discount when we've been able to hit all the objectives? Mm. She couldn't explain it to me. I'm just supposed to do it. That's how she gets her bonus. Yeah. I mean, I, I have learned that a lot of these yeah. people, they, whatever, if they can get you to come off of a number, they get a, they get spiffed on that or they, mm -hmm. they make money on that. So they're going to try to work you as much best they can. The bigger the deal, the more that goes on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to, when they ask for price, you need to ask the question, tell me a little, why, why are you asking? You've got to peel the onion. We've got to Mm -hmm. ask some, some, some clarifying questions to get to the why you're asking that. And if we do that, well, we'll realize in the first category, the reason they're asking, they just, they're just, I'm in purchasing and I'm supposed to negotiate. Yeah. Right. And it's, yeah. and really, you know, that based on how well they make their argument. And if you stay confused, like, why are you asking? And they, they won't have a very good argument. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll know that, okay, they're just, they're just a, the second person, though, likes to negotiate. The second reason people are asking is because they like to win. Yeah. Now, this is somebody who just loves to negotiate. I'm not that guy. I don't really like to negotiate. Um, if this I is Jackson. Right, the, yeah. <laughs> our friend Jackson. Our friend Jackson. It's he like, lives it's for game. it. It's like, oh, oh, I, I, I got I to gotta tell the, can I tell this story? No, yeah, sure. The, 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 I'm sure this it's going to be great. This is a Jackson story. It, it yeah. just hit me. 
this this sums up someone who's like this. We were at in college and we're at a sporting goods store and I'm getting a ski jacket to go snow skiing. I get the jacket and I, I'm checking out. It's on thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It was the worst ski jacket ever, and we're yeah. leaving. And I I could care less. And he we get up to the thing. We're checking out, and the and Jackson says, "So what do we get for this?" Mm-hmm. Because he's buying this coat, what is he going to get? And she goes, nothing. <laughs> the, he got it on sale. And he goes, well, that's not acceptable. We can go get this coat a lot of different places, and we may just do that. How about how about some socks? How about just throw in a pair of socks? <laughs> and the lady's like, no, I'm not throwing in a pair of socks. He goes, are we going to have to go get this jacket somewhere else? Something. you got to have something back there. I mean, Are we going to have to go and get this jacket <laughs> somewhere me. else? I'm buying the jacket. He's not even buying the jacket. Tab, so I'll finally, handle this. Tab, he goes, I'll handle this. He goes, how about one of these softballs? They had these yellow softballs. <laughs> and, and she goes, take the softball. Okay. So we go to this. So we go to the car and That's he's just funny. beside himself that he got a yellow softball. I said, I you don't even Jackson play softball. Robert. Oh my God. Yeah, but I'll always remember that yellow softball. Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to tell that story. That's the funniest story. That's so perfect of that person. He doesn't care about the softball. It's <laughs> him. Less. Like, all of a sudden he decided it was him against the lady. I think it was, he said it was a lady Yep. and he wants, he wants something. He's going to leave there with something. And so, Hey, this is the takeaway. Figure out your softball before you negotiate. That's it. You got to figure it. So for the person who you can tell just wants to negotiate and they, 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 they kind of have a, a, a win lose mentality. Yeah. Don't be intimidated by them. But give them figure out what your softball give them is. There's got to be a softball something. line. They, they, those softballs were they were getting ready to throw them away. <laughs> they had decided the socks they had good margin on, but not that. They're not giving away But what can you give them? <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, like give that. that was a perfect. So All figure right, so out your softball. One, so so step one is determining why mm-hmm. so the first should always you know are they just a person that always ask right they're just asking they don't really care they're not yeah. they're not in like they're hey yeah. can we have it's so like i might have been i might have had a joke and i would have said hey can we get something to go with jacket she says no i go okay okay you're out <laughs> okay right. versus jackson says uh, what about this and you're like he's okay, the second I'm, category he's, he's the, the likes category. to win category mm-hmm. okay third what do you think third three? is see the value they do see the value no no tom i'm with you I see that we need to pay $50,000, not 14, Yeah, but I got to get funding. I got to sell it internally. I got a problem. So your strategy there is to mm. partner. Yeah. I've had okay. that one that, that, yeah. been that long ago. Your strategy there is, okay. So here's the mistake everybody makes tab when, when they realize that they're not talking to the decision maker, mm. they, they move, they try to move past them. Right. They're trying like, okay, so it's like, um, it's like you ever tied somebody to the party that's talking to you, but they're looking past you to see who else they want to talk yeah, to yeah. or where the food is. You're like, yeah, I'm not really, you know, and so you don't, you don't feel drawn to that person. Yeah. Uh, for obviously it hurts the relationship, but what we want to do is stop and sell the evaluator first. Don't go past the evaluator. Make sure that you and you and that person are on the same page and that they are going to be an advocate for you. And so win them over, love the one you're with. What's that song? Mm. Crosby still love the one you're with. Love the one you're with. Yeah. Maybe we should add some music. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should have some background. Um, So sell them. And then, well, the way I think the best way to get the decision maker into the, um, you know, into the 
into pulling them into the process is to know what your process is and lead that process. So if you have a very defined process for establishing the value of your solution, like mm. you go through assessment of the, what their gaps are and what's and meet with the other people that are part of the other stakeholders and then deliver your recommendation. You want to be able to articulate why those steps are critical. And then through that process, you'll draw the decision makers in because they may not be comfortable. They may not know how to take you to the ultimate decision maker, but if you have the process defined and why those steps are important, that makes it easier for them to go to the other stakeholders. If they're multiple people or just the other stakeholder and say, Hey, this is how, this is an interesting uh, partner we're working with there. They've said in order for them to figure out the best way to solve our problem and the value of our solution is to do the following steps. I think it makes sense. And that's going to involve you, yeah. you know, and then it helps them bring them in because you don't want somebody else selling your solution for you. Yeah. Well, it, it's, I, I've got an example because I don't know if I, maybe our listeners have been in this situation too. Yeah. I thought I was in good shape. Now tell me if this fits. Like I was working with a VP. Yeah. I thought they were the decision maker. I mean, he, they positioned themselves like they were, it looked all good and yeah. everything. And so he, it worked out great. And, but we get down the road and, and all of a sudden we run into this big budget issue because after I really figured out what the solution was and it was much bigger, it was just bigger than what he had budgeted for. Right. And I didn't, he didn't talk about that, but then all of a sudden it, I could just tell it was becoming an issue. And he said, this is not a deal. And so, um, and Pat, can I make a, can I yeah. make a quick point about that? Yeah. Because I think it's really good to stop on that. The, if you're working with the evaluator, they can't change the budget. Yes. You can change, you can change their beliefs about what's the right solution, but you can't change the budget. They don't have the power the authority to change the budget. Their job was to go look for the solution that was designed by someone else. Yeah. And so their job is being evaluated based on their ability to go find the thing, somebody else. So the first thing you got to do is get them to, to see, Oh, okay. May, you, we, we mm. wanted to buy something for 14, but I now believe they, we need something for 50, but if they don't believe that, you can't then go to the decision maker. So I love that you're bringing that up. Yeah, because that's exactly what happened. Because because we did discovery and we went through the whole process, he's going, my gosh, this is way above what I have budget, but I, I like it. And I mm -hmm. said, well, can we go get this money? And he goes, well, I said, who can who can find, the, find these funds? And he said, right. well, the president. And I said, well, can we meet with him? And he goes, I, I guess. I said, well, set it up. Let's the three of us sit down. It happens all the time. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. if it's worth adding the extra 50 K to it. Great. If not, that's fine too. But it sounds like you want to do it. Let's just do it. We get to the meeting, Tom, we start talking and, and it gets all, he gets the, the evaluator starts getting real uncomfortable because we start getting into this stuff and, mm -hmm. and I'm telling him we got to do it. And he kind of goes, well, you know, John or whatever that president's name was. He said, this is well above the scope that, you know, we have budgeted laid out mm. for this thing. He said, so, so you think we should maybe to save $50,000, we should kind of not do that and really not do the whole plan that tab just laid out. That's really going to show how we're going to try the change that we want to get. And he kind of looks and then he goes, that's ridiculous. Of course, we'll find the $50,000. I mean, it was like, it's as if it was a quarter and it mm. just instantly evaporated and it's exactly what you're talking about. Um, but I did have to win over the evaluator first before I could get that meeting. Yeah, you there evaluator is not going to allow you into the kingdom if it's going to make them look bad. There's only one reason the evaluator allow that escorts you in 
to the yeah. to the to meet the right people. It's because it's going to make them look good. So you got to spend time with them to mm. get them on board, get them comfortable, get them aligned with you on what 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 you know align on the same recommend on uh, the same recommendation. And then when that happens, then they'll walk to you, and they're still going to be a little nervous. Yeah, he was nervous. They're a little nervous, <laughs> but ultimately they're saying this is going to make me look good. Yeah. Yep. And this is going to help me in my career. I'm doing, you know, I'm helping the company by bringing in an alternative idea to the decision maker, but you don't want somebody else to sell your solution. Yeah. And Very the thing good. that you talked about there, I think that's helpful is if you get the evaluator to describe the process mm -hmm. that they're going to walk through, that will help reveal to you who's involved. So tell me, so let's just, and I, I always like to kind of do the magic wand uh, strategy. I'll say, look, if you just, let's just assume we may, you know, we waved a magic wand and you decided, oh, this is, this is the best possible solution. And you know, it's what you need. I'm not saying that's how you feel, but let's just assume that you go, yeah, this is exactly you. Aslan offers or XYZ company offers exactly what I need. And I'm, and, I, and I'm willing, and, I, and, I, and I, I believe the value is this, what would have to happen? Yeah, that's a great way. What to say would that. have to happen now? And he says, "Well, I'd have to do this, and I'd have to do that, and I have to do this." And, and you believe it? I'm not saying you do, but you believe that. Oh, yeah. So now you got a plan to work together to then go make that happen, and then you back up and say, "So the first step is for you to make sure that that's actually true." Then the next thing we're going to do is we'll go through that process to make sure we help help you partner partner with you to, to make sure that everybody else sees the value. So that's really good. And that, that's a much better way to do it. Cause the way I did it, I got lucky a little bit. Yeah. It's well, much better to set it up. I, I like how you're saying that it's much better to set it up in the beginning. The more you can do that, I think the more effective. Now, the only reason you wouldn't do that is because you know, the evaluator is against you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like the evaluators, like you can tell they're, in, <laughs> they're in bed with somebody else. They're yeah. in bed with a competitor. The competitor is the brother-in-law. The predator is just, you know, whatever. Um, and that's just not going to happen. You got to risk going around them. Yeah. Yep. I can see that. I can see that. All right. So we've got, all right. So this has got to determine why, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the fourth, the fourth reason why is really the purpose of this podcast is they don't see the value. They really don't see the value. Yeah. Right. And so the strategy here is to identify the value gap. Okay. In other words, and the working example that we have is pretty clear. You know, there's a $14,000. Maybe we should make it 15 because in the math release. Yeah. 14 really throws me off. Yeah. It just happened so. to be the story. Let's say 15,000. So we're 30, <laughs> there's a value gap of 35,000. And I think that we can't just bridge the 35. We need to show why it's worth probably a hundred. Yeah. Right. We can't just say, ah, it's exactly 35, but, but at least what we need to do is, is specifically identify the value gap. What is it that we've got to make up? And so, yeah, I, I, and so that would sound something like, yeah, we, we looked at your competitor hmm. and it seems to do the same thing and it costs 15,000. And, and, and yours costs 50. And it so it's a refrigerator. It keeps the, it keeps the yeah, food like, cold. This refrigerator is $5,000. It keeps your food cold. And this refrigerator costs $1,000. And it keeps your food cold. It's like... like Good. Got it. Yeah. Thank and you. Then, and, then, and, they're, and they're sincere. And by the way, a real objection is when they want to know the answer. 
Yeah. Like they're asking you, they're not playing games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like in the other situations, it's kind of like, there's a little bit of gamemanship. They're like, maybe they act like the decision maker, but they're not, or they're mm -hmm. play. It's like they're negotiating, but this is the person that says, Hey, they don't keep your food cold. Why should I pay? <laughs> right. And Which is you want. You're dying for that. You hope that you get to you that. You want point, that right? conversation. You want mm -hmm. that conversation. Right. So now that really leads us to step two is where we need to now start. Now we need to respond. So we validate it. Right. Right. Well, we need to respond. But here's here's the first thing we need to respond. And this is where a lot of people get off the rails. Right. The, the, they think the next thing you need to do is talk about your solution. Mm. that is not the next thing you need to do. The next thing you need to do is validate their point of view. You need to be able to say to them, look, I, I want to demonstrate, you know, it not, don't look at it as though they just teed it up for me to make my presentation. You need to now demonstrate to them that you really get it. Yeah. So you're currently in this process of doing this, your business is at this stage, you care about this, this is what you want. And so you're thinking, why in the world would I pay $35,000 more for something that's exactly the same? And then you want them to say, exactly. Got it. Excellent. Exactly. And because what you're looking for there is you're looking, you're looking to create receptivity and, the, and build the relationship again to your what the message that you're going to deliver in, in the last step in step three. The second thing I would say to that is we also need to demonstrate that you respect that you respect their position and that you really don't know them that well. And I like to say things like, and you know what, it may not make sense to pay more. So drop the rope. And what we call drop the rope. And don't yeah. try to pull them to paying more. Don't try to pull them to your position, drop the rope. I like to say, you know what? You may not need to upgrade software. Yeah. There's companies, there's people that I work with. And I love to say that. I love to like, yeah, you may not need to, this is only, you may not, you may need to stay in the boutique hotel. Yeah. You know, you may not need to stay in our conference center. And instead of them going, yeah, you're right. They actually move towards you instead of away mm -hmm. from you. So you are drawing them and getting them excited about now they're going to ask you ultimately, why should I pay more? Yeah. And that's the last, any, anything tab you want to add to the validate? Cause I know you're super good at that. Well, like, I mean, I remember the time you talked about the licensing, you oh, told yeah. me, you gave me an example one time where you dropped the rope and I thought it was just beautiful example of, of how you drop the rope when somebody gives you a price objection. Yeah. That was a, you know, a large healthcare company. We've gone through the whole process. We're, we're kind of wrapping it up. Thought I checked all the boxes and we're wrapping it up. Going you know, through discovery, to everything. We're all good. And so, they, and so, you know, the way the way we price is we have our, you know, we have a daily rate, and then we we also have a licensing, you know, intellectual right. property, which is very mm -hmm. important. But it's you know, um, it's just like if you buy a, you know, some software, it may cost five cents to make it, but there's you're paying three hundred fifty dollars for it because right. it's all the intellectual property. So we go through the whole thing, and the lady goes, "Okay, everything looks great. We're ready to go, except for this this licensing here, this intellectual property piece. Mm -hmm. Just take that off. If you just take that out, then we are good to go." I said. Totally not a problem. Mm -hmm. um, so all we'll have to do, I'll go ahead and get that out of the contract. So we'll get that all handled. Um, so all I'll need to do is we need to think through this a little bit, because I'll just, if you could just let me know the program that you would like, like us to teach to your team, if you could get that over to me, um, then I'll, I'll have to take that. And then I'll have to kind of go and certify our team on that program. She goes, well, we don't have a program. That's why we're talking to you. I said, then we probably ought to leave that line item in that contract. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you have all <laughs> the starts, options. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, I said, yeah, that's, 
that's what that is. It's the 20 years that we spent building a program so that we can take this and deliver it to your people. That's the real value of this whole right. thing. And she's yeah, like, all right, we'll get this thing signed and over yeah, to you yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, but, but, but it's, but it's, she's right. She, it's she had the sincere. choice. Yeah, like, look, if you have a program or you just need us to train them on, you know, totally. product information or something that's not been proprietary to us and it doesn't require any R&D and all the time and effort and energy and there's no value for it. I'm open to doing that. Well, we don't have that. Yep. Oh, well, but that, but if that's said sincerely, yeah. and I think that's the key, you need to really have somebody in your mind that needs it and somebody in your mind that doesn't need it. And cause then if you can describe both those situations, you're sincerely dropping the rope. And again, when you do that sincerely, you're drawing people to ultimately addressing the value gap. Yeah, that's good. So the last step tab, we're almost at the final. The last, right, take us to what the everybody's been waiting for. Step three. So step one, determine why. Step two, validate their point of view. Don't jump rush to your del delivering your message. Validate their point of view until they say exactly, which also includes drop the rope. Then lastly, bridge the value gap. Mm. So there's two things to bridge the value gap. One, there's the message and there's delivery. Okay. And they're both equally important, but let's talk message first. Okay. So we want to deliver a message that communicates an ROI or a cost benefit. Okay. So in other words, and if you can do both, that's great. In other words, you spend this money, you don't save any money. You're going to get more money. Yeah. Or it actually doesn't cost you what you think it costs you. It actually will cost you less. So it's either saving you money or it's making you money but there's some financial benefit. Now there could be emotional benefit too. Yeah. But that one's a little, that's a little bit usually more, um, it's more communicated in it's uh, what's, it's kind of intuitive to them. It's like the way you're talking about it. Like it's, a, and it may be something about one of their decision drivers could be, you know, Hey, it's, it's, it's redundant. You know, it's like, it'll never break down and you'll never have to spend time over on the weekend because the system always runs. So that's but this not, still got cost benefit to it, but it's still got the cost benefit, yeah. but you're not going to say, and you're going to spend time with your family. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. And just yeah. think you're going to think of the stress level is going to come down. Yeah. Life, we're going to measure gonna stress level. You're going to do more yoga. Yeah. That's what's yeah. But happen. like if stress, it's a great example, like stress is this issue, like they're overwhelmed or they really want a career you know, they're, they're looking mm -hmm. for advancement in their career. You don't want to say things like, and you're going to get a promotion. And, and you know, and uh, <laughs> right, 100 people right. I work with, 50% got a promotion. You're not going to, but right. you're going to say things that deliver that message. But ultimately, you're going to center around, and I know this is obvious to most people, but this is where we have to figure out a way to, to, to come up with some ROI that bridges the gap. Like what's the, if I'm going to spend $35,000 more, what am I going to get? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm what I'm going to get. And it kind of going back to the licensing thing tab. I like to tell that in a story. Yeah. So and part of this again is the prepare, but, but cause you're not going to develop this on the fly, but to tell a story, like I had the situation with uh, a, a large uh, IT manufacturer, like I don't know, seven years ago, we've been in the business about 20 years and I had the same question about licensing. And so mm -hmm. they were like, well, we, they really were struggling. They're like, well, we're thinking about developing the program ourselves versus paying for licensing. We like your training and our people, but we, we don't know if we want to pay for a program. And I said, so yeah, well, well, let me, let's, let's talk through that. And I said, in 1996, which is 20 years ago, I spent about 120 hours 
I think, no, actually not 120, 250 days. Sorry, I got through the 250 days developing the program, right? Because you and I, I calculated this. Oh, yeah, lots of time. Uh, at the yeah, lake, like it was about six months up. of time, us together. We spent, you know, um, developing the program. I said, we delivered the first program. There was really no ROI. It really wasn't that great. And we didn't really have tools. And the content really wasn't that clear. And we were entertaining. Yeah. But we spent 250 days at our first attempt and it never been tested mm -hmm. and it was okay, but the outcome was poor. I said, Very fast forward 20 years. I, we've now spent 7,200 days. We've tested the program in hundreds of organizations, thousands of sales reps, 20 plus countries. I can demonstrate ROI, you know, this level of ROI yeah, yeah. results. Uh, and I have all of these tools. I said, so if you don't pay, and I've got four trademarks because it works, you're where I was in 1996. <laughs> and where are we? So, and obviously I didn't say that in a way that would be offensive, but I said, yeah. you know, back to dropping the rope, if you don't need an ROI and you don't really care about the, the return on investment and, and the results, then maybe you needed to develop. And if you've got the time, Mm -hmm. Right. So it was, but it was telling a story that was able to communicate why we felt that it made sense for them to pay more. I love it. Perfect example. So, so message kind of making sure you got the, the right message, right? You got to have a return on investment. You have to have some kind of cost, cost benefit analysis and, and what Tell else? A you story. Said there was, the okay. other thing is delivery. And this is something that Gong uh, also study, which I thought was fascinating, um, is that when, when people pause after they deliver price, the high performers pause, I think they were twice as effective. Oh, the people, old pauser. People, in other words, they're not, it, it's not that they, it's a, a technique. It's just, they're confident. Yeah. People say, what's the price? $50,000. But, but, but we could, we, but we could, we probably could negotiate <laughs> that. If, you know, it's like, it's, because people believe what you believe. And so yeah. if you're confident and you deliver the price with fewer words and you pause, people will believe it and pay more. So there's a, there's a delivery there. And I think it's just important is that we need to believe, and this goes back to prepare. Mm -hmm. We need to state it with confidence. Like if you, if you called a rep uh, and you were thinking about going to a reservation rep, you're thinking about going to four seasons which is one of the nicest hotels in the country. And, you know, you want to go to Maui and the four seasons of Maui. They said, when you say, how much is it? They wouldn't go. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of expensive. It's, you know, it's like $500 a night. And, you know, it's like, no, they would go. <laughs> if you want to stay at the nicest hotel at Maui or on the big Island, it costs a thousand dollars a night. They have no problem because they believe the value. And I think they know it. If you, but if you called the Marriott courtyard, <laughs> 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 and he said, and he said, and he said, it's seven hundred dollars a night, and they they were like, uh, yeah, well, maybe I could get you a discount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could probably knock twenty five percent off that. <laughs> but the way I always say it is, you should tell state the price of your solution like you're telling time. Mm. What time is it? Yeah, yeah. it's three fifty six. That's yeah, just it is what it is. It's just it's the price, and, and I understand the value of it, and I'm confident in it, and you should be too. You should be really feel really good about this. And if you don't, then you need to go back to the requirements and figure out who either you skip discovery or you're not sold. Yeah, 
and you need yeah. to get sold. You need to do your own analysis and feel confident and don't listen to what management's telling you. Mm. Right. You got to now listen to them in, but don't just accept it without investigation. And, okay. and now if you, if you accept what they say and you go, that makes sense. And that you believe it and you don't need further investigation, fine. But if you're just saying it because they told you to say it, it's going to break down. Yeah, that's good. All right. Why don't we do this? Can you yeah. kind of wrap us up? Can you pull it all together? Let's for wrap us? It, pull it all together. Yeah. So big, big, the, the big topic, right? How do we defend the value of our solution? How do we respond to the price objection? Two requirements. You've got to go through discovery first to figure out what's important. What do they want? What's at stake here? What are their decision drivers? Not just their formal, but informal decision drivers. And then what's the value of your solution? You've got to know that. Who, who, who should pay more and who shouldn't? Then we got to the three steps. Determine why they're negotiating because there's only one, only one of the four is because they, they think it's not worth it. Then we need to validate their point of view so that they're receptive to our response. And then we need to bridge the value gap. We need to come up with a message that we can deliver that demonstrates why they should pay more, either it's ROI or cost or both. And then how we need to deliver it with confidence. Love it. Awesome. Good stuff, Tommy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for another episode of Sales with Adlin. If you find that it's helpful, Tab, I, I tell it, encourage people to give us comments, Tab. Or tell or, us good you know, things. Tell, give tell us, us things. comments. We, we, we want it. We need alive. encouragement. Tab, we need encouragement. We really do. It really we need do. Need encouragement. Plus, tell your friends. Uh, plus, it helps other people find us. If you find it benefit and you and you give us some comments. Um and rate the podcast that helps other people find us. So thanks for joining us. And we'll uh, see you next week on another episode of sales with Adlin. Mm -hmm.